You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Marks and everyone in between, welcome back to another episode of Mikey's Indy 500. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and thank you all for joining me on my race through the independent scene, where I will be watching 500 independent wrestling matches in the year 2020 and rating them all on a scale of 1 to 5 spicy meatballs. 5 being the highest, 1 being the lowest. We're going to get right into it today with our first matchup of Joey Janela versus Chris Statlander from Beyond Wrestling Uncharted Territory. Just to give you a preview of how this match is, I'm going to let Joey Janela tell you himself. Who's ready to watch a fucking classic? So this match had an amazing amount of technical wrestling between these two competitors. They were... There was just reversal spots. There was crazy holds I've never seen before. There's just a whole lot of technical wrestling, and it is really kind of awesome to watch. Um, So there was a lot of back and forth in this match between the two competitors. There was many a time where there was crazy back and forth sequences where it would go from Joey to Chris, Joey to Chris, then they're both down and... Wow, it was really just phenomenal to watch. Uh, it was a part where uh, Chris Statlander was mo- almost mocking Joey Janela, just copying what he did, which was really funny. There's lots of pandering to the crowd between these two competitors. They are really hyping the crowd up, and the crowd was awesome throughout this whole match. They were super into it and really, really kept the match feeling alive. There was one part, though, that was kind of a... Uh, a little bit of a slip up on Chris Statlander's part where she counted debt, where she was doing her uh, countdown, three, two, one, blast off off the top rope. But I think if you're counting down a, a uh, top turnbuckle move, you probably should expect your opponent to counter it, which Joey Janela did. Um, and this match just ends up turning into a a giant, this is a slugfest. Uh, they are hitting each other with everything they got. Joey brings out the doors. Uh, from under the ring, there's two doors. Uh, Stat puts Joey through one, and then Joey ends up putting Chris Statlander through the other, uh, off of the top turnbuckle with a crazy suplex. And there was this one really awesome sequence where Chris Statlander hits Joey Janela with a Canadian Destroyer, then Joey Janela kips up and just hits Statlander with a huge lariat, and it was just, everyone popped off. The crowd was going so nuts. It was It was really, really cool. And uh, Joey Janela ends up winning this match in the end when 
he just super kicks the head off of Chris Statlander after she flips him off. It was so good. It was so, so good. At the end of the day, I ended up giving this match four and a half meat, spicy meatballs out of five because I very much enjoyed it. I loved both of the competitors. I loved how back and forth it was and how fast-paced it ended up being and how hard-hitting it was. It was a real slugfest, and I enjoyed watching it a lot, so I gave it four and a half stars. Next up, we have a match from Progress Wrestling. We have Jack Gallagher versus Pete Dunne for the Cruiserweight Classic Qualifier. This match was pretty insane. Uh, These two guys are two wrestlers I always wanted to get more into, especially after I saw Pete Dunne take on Tyler Bate in NXT. I wanted to see more of him. And I definitely wanted to see more of Jack Gallagher because I just love his gimmick so much. So I never knew how hated Dunn was in progress, but the crowd was definitely not on his side. He was a big heel, and he was playing it up through the whole, whole match with amazing, amazing heel work. And this was also another, uh, like the last one, this was also another big feat of technical wrestling. There was, it was just, this was just a hugely technical match between the two. There's... Jack Gallagher escaping headlocks with handstands and Pete Dunne working the fingers and getting in crazy submission holds. Yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing... If you're into technical wrestling, this is definitely a match for you, for sure. Uh, Dunne had some great heel work when he uh, was putting in a submission hold and working the fingers, and he ended up uh, biting down on Jack Gallagher's hand, but he kept spinning around so the ref couldn't get a good view of what was going on. That was pretty funny. This match is 15 minutes long around like it's around like 15 minutes long but it like it feels like it just keeps going and going and going and going there's like no time for you to breathe it's just so fast paced and so everything happens so quickly and it's really really cool uh, and the, the I love the pacing of it it really kept my attention and Jack Gallagher ends up taking it home with a heel hook on Pete Dunne I ended up giving this match Four spicy meatballs out of five, uh, just because I really enjoyed watching it. However, I do wish it was longer, uh, so that's what's kind of holding it back from five stars, because I think if these two guys went longer, it could have been an instant classic, for sure. Next up, we have a match from a promotion that I have never experienced before called Riptide Wrestling, and this match is Cara Noir versus Pac, and this promotion has some of the greatest camera work I have ever seen in any wrestling promotion ever. This whole match just felt like a scene from a movie. It was beautiful to look at. And I really wish that this is what that wrestling looked like that all the time cuz I would be I just wish and I just wish wrestling looked like that all the time. It was really incredible. The visuals were stunning. Everything just felt like it was way more impactful because of it. Throughout the entire match, Cara is Cara Noir is desperately trying to get Pac to shake his hand, but he never will because, of course not, because, you know, Pac's a bastard. Instead, Pac is constantly yelling, fuck you at Cara Noir and never letting him shake his hand. Uh, and honestly, Cara Noir, when I... I never watched one of his matches, but I've seen... I've seen stuff about him, and I always thought... And I always kind of immediately assumed he was, like, this mysterious, like rogue figure who's like who you can't really read a lot of the time but he was way more comedic than i expected um 
he would do some silly stuff here and there in the match, and I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting, uh, an interesting twist for me because I definitely did not expect him to be like that. But I very much enjoyed uh, his work. Uh, this this match also shows off how good Pack is as a heel because he just he really riles the crowd up. He never stops. He always he just keeps ripping into the crowd. He keeps ripping into Karen Noir. Noir makes a great comeback throughout the uh and in the middle of this match and it's really really amazing to watch and then Pac ends up getting a uh moonsault to the outside where he was in the air for what felt like 10 years it was so long but Noir never he didn't back down he was almost impossible to stop he just kept coming back and coming back and kicking out and kicking out at one point Pac puts in the brutalizer Noir gets to the ropes it's just unbelievable tenacity from Karen Noir for sure and Pac continues to show off his great heel work when he starts talking down to Karen Noir and I will play a clip of that right now to show you in the end though Pac ends up winning with the black arrow and taking it home and beating Karen Noir and walking out victorious. This match for me was a five spicy meatball match. This was the spice. I think this was the spiciest match tonight. Uh, we have, and it was one of my favorites that I watched all week. And I'm never gonna forget that match, honestly. So I'm gonna give it five meatballs. Next up. We have a match uh, that kind of happened out of nowhere at... So this match kind of happened out of nowhere at Future Stars Wrestling when Killer Cross was making a speech and then John Moxley, of all people, comes out to interrupt him and these two... These two start off very fast and just start beating the crap out of each other and then it slows down. Uh, there's a lot of... A lot of technical wrestling and... Uh, it's not like the other matches where it was kind of exciting where there was reversals and everything like that. It was just a lot of holds being held for a while. And to me, it was it wasn't very exciting. Um like they like it started off really exciting when they just start beating the hell out of each other and then as soon as they get in the ring, it just starts getting a little slowed down. But here and there they do some uh do some cool stuff. Um like Killer Cross flipping off Moxley before he just hit, before Moxley just rocks him with a huge knee to the head. And they're going back and forth with punches and box winds up a big punch and just ends up slapping Killer Cross in the face. And in the end, Killer Cross hits Mox with a Doomsday, who gets up and hits him with a paradigm shift. And they both knock each other out. And this match ends in a draw when none of them can answer the referee's 10 count. Now this match was, like I said, a lot of technical wrestling. There was some there were some big spots here and there and some fighting here and there, but otherwise it was kind of just a big feat of technical wrestling. And, I don't know, I found it a little boring. Um, it was cool to see these two fight, for sure, but I just wish there was more to it, you know? So I ended up giving this match three meatballs out of five. Um, it was fine. Next up, we have quite a rivalry. We have one of the biggest rivalries in the independent wrestling scene. We have David Starr versus Jordan Devlin from OTT Homecoming. And I believe this is the first time these two fought uh, against each other. 
this is when their rivalry came to a head. And this match was insane. Uh, this match was absolutely insane. Uh, Jordan Devlin enters. He's ready to fight. And he's waiting for David Starr to enter. And David Starr uses an interesting choice of music when he comes to the ring. Here's a clip. So this match starts really quickly when Jordan Devlin just absolutely bum rushes David Starr in the middle of the ramp. He just goes right at him and just starts beating the crap out of him. They go. They start fighting into the in the crowd. They throw each other around. Uh, Jordan Devlin hits a big moonsault to Star from the from the stands. Um, and they make their way back to the ring. And the match officially starts uh, when the bell rings. And oh my god, I never realized how much of a huge piece of shit David Star is, but I think he is definitely one of the biggest pieces of shit in wrestling history. This match got really personal and really emotional. There was a lot of big spots, but there was also a lot of talking, mostly from David Starr. But there was one clip that I will play right now that really shows how emotional and personal this rivalry is. There's a lot of huge sequences in this match and a lot of really big spots, and I think if you're a big fan of, like, huge spots and a good mix of reversals and technical wrestling and two wrestlers who know each other very well because they used to be a tag team. Uh, you like this match a lot. Um, toward the end, Devlin hits his finisher, the package pile driver, but he doesn't pin David Starr. Instead, he hits a second package pile driver and ends up winning with the second one and pulling out the victory over David Starr. This match, I gave four and a half meatballs because, oh, wow, it was a banger of it was if you want to see two great wrestlers work their asses off this is a match for you i gave it four and a half and i just thought it was really good and you can find it for free any on youtube just look it up david star versus jordan devlin homecoming highly recommend you watch this match next up we have a match from pwg and we have jeff cobb versus king ricochet this match starts off kind of slow, which is surprising for a Ricochet match. It ends up speeding up a little bit towards the end, but it never really got as fast as it never really picked up like I wanted it to. But there was some big, there was some uh, create, there was some good spots in this match where Ricochet shows off his strength and Cobb shows off some athleticism, and they kind of play each other's game for a little bit. It was good, um, but it wasn't anything incredibly exciting so i ended up giving it three and a half meatballs out of five um if you want to watch this match it is pwg from battle of los angeles 2016 jeff Cobb versus ricochet it's it's i i would recommend it um if you especially if you like ricochet stuff in wwe it just shows how versatile of a wrestler he is and it just shows how uh how good jeff cobb is as well so next up we have a match from another match from Beyond Wrestling. Uh, we have Orange Cassidy, who, as we as we found out last week, is one of my new faves. 
uh, versus Warhorse, uh, who su- definitely surprised me in this match. He he was uh, I've never seen a Warhorse match before, and I really like his style, and I really like how he's constantly yelling at his opponent. Um, and I thought he was really interesting to watch. So we start this match on a deathly serious note because Orange Cassidy immediately takes off his sunglasses, which never happens. This match, if you are a fan of the normal Orange Cassidy gimmick where he doesn't really try and then like toward the end he gets hyped up and he tries, uh, this isn't that. This, there is that sometimes, of course, because, yeah, that's just what he does. But most of this match, Orange Cassidy is actually wrestling pretty pretty hard. Uh, he's doing a lot of moves. He's running around. He is just turned on. Like, like He is just on this whole match. He's going and going, and he is just putting on a clinic against Warhorse. He is absolutely taking control of this match. But, of course, there's some spots where he he goes back to his old self that are very funny. Um, Unfortunately, uh, this crowd in this match was kind of dead, which is upsetting to me because this... A uh, particular match was at a a venue like 15 minutes away from my house called House of Independence in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And I'm kind of disappointed in my fellow uh, Jersey wrestling fans because the crowd was just dead. There was just nothing. It was quiet. Nobody was cheering. It was definitely rough. to, to It definitely took away from the match a little bit because, uh, for me, a good crowd makes a match sometimes. And a dead crowd could kill a match. And it was just... It kind of killed a little bit of the, the vibe for me. You know? Like the big fight feel that this could have been. Especially since this match was for the IWTV independent title. I just wish there was a little more uh, a little more hype in the audience. So, uh, yeah. That was a little bit upsetting. But there was a great moment where uh, Orange Cassidy actually takes a, takes a big hit from Warhorse. And just goes nuts and hulks up basically and just absolutely destroys Warhorse. However, Warhorse does end up winning this match with a double stomp off the turnbuckle to the back of Orange Cassidy's neck and takes home the win and defends his IWTV independent title. I ended up giving this match three meatballs out of five just because of the fact that um, there could have been more in this match. It was good. It was fast paced. Um... And both these wrestlers definitely put on a clinic, but I don't know. It just didn't have that, uh, I guess because, I guess part of the crowd took away from it because it just didn't have that big fight feel to me, even though it was a big title match. I just wish it felt, it felt more important. Uh, so I ended up giving this match three meatballs out of five. It was still good though. I do recommend watching it, especially if you're an Orange Cassidy fan, because he's just great. And so is Warhorse. He's definitely a new one, a new one I have my eyes on. Next up, we have a match from Defiant Wrestling. We have Drew Galloway, also known as Drew McIntyre from WWE, versus Cody Rhodes. You all know who that is by now. Come on. So this match starts off with the two of the the two of the competitors shaking hands with each other, getting ready for a good match. Uh, they end up shaking. Uh, it was really funny because Cody did like a cartwheel and. Like round ha- like a roundhouse towards uh, or a round off towards uh, Galloway, and just instead of starting the match, he just stuck his hand out and ended up giving a nice handshake. 
so yeah, this match is just it starts off kind of slow, just a lot of like tactical stuff and some rest holds here and there and some just they're, like there there's some heavy there's some heavy hits. Uh but then when they can't put each other away, it starts getting a little serious. Uh it feels like the hand that the, the good vibes from the handshake kind of wore off when these two just start throwing everything they have at each other. Drew Galloway takes out a table, which definitely looks like somebody made it in their backyard in like a half hour before the show. Um, it's weird looking. Uh, and Drew Galloway ends up putting Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes, who is ringside for Cody, through that table um, a little a little after he set it up. And that's when I thought, oh man, that handshake is kind of kind of that, that good that good vibes I had from the handshake where it was like, yeah, we're good friends and we're gonna have a good match is wearing off because it got a little personal. Yeah, uh, that was at, uh, you know, who was a great part of this match? Stu Bennett on commentary, or as uh, some WWE marks probably know him as Wade Barrett. Uh, he he was on commentary of this match and he was so good. He was so good. At one point, uh, someone comes in and interferes in the match and starts when the ref is knocked out and starts beating up on Cody and Drew, and Stu Bennett comes in and hits hits him with a bull hammer and knocks him down because he because he desperately wants to see this match have a conclusive finish. Uh, that was great. I really miss him at WWE. He was so good. I miss I miss Wade Barrett. Uh, Cody ends up kicking out of the Future Shock DDT toward the end of this match, which was kind of crazy. Um. Especially since Drew Galloway has put away so many of his opponents with that move. This match ends in Cody Rhodes reversing a Drew McIntyre sunset flip into a pin. And gets him with the 1-2-3. Cody Rhodes wins the match. I gave this match 4 meatballs out of 5. Because I just was hyped because I love Cody Rhodes and I love Drew Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway. Um, and I really like watching these two guys work. Uh, and I was really entertained, and I I was hooked. I liked this match a lot, so I gave it four meatballs. Next up in the order, we have a match from Ring of Honor, and it is Adam Cole versus AJ Styles, two big names that any wrestling fan should recognize. Uh, these are from this is from their good old days. Uh, when AJ Styles was the IWGP Heavyweight Champion and Cole was just running Ring of Honor, uh, this was a great match. This was a great match between two awesome competitors, and I really like watching them uh, before their WWE runs. Uh, they shake hands to start things off, but again, that ends up that that sentiment ends up fading away. I feel like when they start getting a little more personal towards each other, a little more frustrated that they can't put each other away. Uh, Adam Cole was being an absolute dick this whole match, which is no surprise to anyone who knows Adam Cole or has seen him work. Uh, this match was kind of slow-paced, but it was heavy-hitting. Uh, this match was slow-paced, but it was heavy-hitting toward the beginning, and then at the end, it just got crazy. They just started throwing everything they had at each other and just beating the absolute crap out of each other. AJ ends up getting... Cole with a uh, Styles Clash, and AJ uh, Cole gets his foot on the ropes right before, literally a half a second before the three count, and it was wild. It was absolutely wild that he even kicked out. I thought it was over, and then I saw his foot, and I freaked out. It was crazy. Um, 
AJ ends up winning this match with a brain buster from the top rope um, and takes home the victory. I was a big fan of this match because I love both of these competitors, especially Adam Cole. He's like my new fave. Um, I ended up giving this match four meatballs out of five just because it it was a little slower paced than I would have wanted from these two guys, uh, especially because I know these two guys can go and I've seen them go. Yeah, it was it was it was a good match otherwise though. So ends up getting four spicy meatballs. And our last match of the evening goes to Walter versus Will Osprey in their first time ever match in Defiant Wrestling for the Internet Championship at the event stacked twenty eighteen. This match was off the wall insane um i was hooked from the jump this match starts off with walter absolutely just dominating osprey uh and osprey just getting a little bit of offense in here and there but it's just mostly walter for like the first 10 15 minutes of the match osprey does end up fighting back and when he does oh man is it crazy osprey just goes on some crazy comeback streaks and just really takes it to Walter and it this whole match there's a big frog there's a big frog splash but is a big frog splash cross body to the front row from the ring to the outside oh my god and they're just fight they're, they're fighting on the outside a lot of this match and there's one point where they're just fighting in the front row and the referee gets to eight or like he, he's starting to count the count's getting a little high they're almost to 10 almost getting counted out Osprey tries to run back in the ring, and Walter rips him back down and slams him on the ground and gets back in the ring. And I swear to God, nine and like three hundred and ninety nine four hundredths of a second, like faster than you can blink your eye, is how long Osprey had left to get back in the ring. He ends up getting back. He ends up getting back and beating the ten count by so little. I can't. I cannot stress enough how small of a time frame it was that he made it by. Osprey. There was one point where Osprey is just taking chops from Walter and powering through them and getting in huge sequences. There was a point where it was Walter chops Osprey so hard he falls down, but Osprey kips up and hits him with an insiguri and knocks Walter down. Osprey hits a huge rainmaker towards towards the uh, towards the end. And Osprey hits three shooting star presses in a row, and Walter somehow kicks out. At the end of the day, though, the victor is Walter, and Walter retains his internet championship. I gave this match five spicy meatballs out of five because this match hooked me in immediately. It grabbed, it just grabbed me by the shirt collar and put my face to the TV and didn't let me leave. I was. I couldn't look away. I couldn't. I was just too excited. I was popping for Will Ospreay, and I found that I definitely, after this match, have a newfound, um, a newfound uh, admiration for Will Ospreay as a competitor. He is amazing in the ring, and what a great performance these two put on for sure. So that about wraps it up for today. Uh, we that is another ten matches in the books. Thank you all again for joining me on my race through the independent scene. And remember to send your match suggestions into at hit the books pod on Twitter using the hashtag HTB 500 to send me 
your suggestions for independent wrestling matches that I should watch. And if you do, I will shout you out on the show. I will watch the match and give it a thorough review. And I will be very thankful for you doing that. Uh, remember, the matches you suggest can't be from New Japan, WWE, or AEW. Just the independent scene. However, wrestlers from those brands are free game. Like, like I just did a match with AJ Styles and uh, Adam Cole. Obviously, we're all good there. Just as long as it's not on those three brands. Uh, I'm counting NXT in that too, in WWE area. So, yeah, send me your matches in. Uh, let me know what I should watch. And thank you all again for joining me on my race through the independent scene. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.